I'm here to help people become aware of the truth of who they are. Conversations with Sarah, a podcast where you get to listen in on some of my most interesting and personal conversations. I'm Sarah Samuel, and today we're talking about work. This episode features my good friend, Jason Hall. We met at the University of Santa Monica in 2011, pursuing degrees in spiritual psychology. Jason was always someone I connected with, as we were some of the youngest members of the class. I always saw Jason as someone who was authentic and curious, who, like me, didn't have a clue as to what he wanted to be when he grew up. We often connected about how we felt lost as far as work went, but it was clear that we were both capable, intelligent, creative, and hardworking people, so I felt that we were something of kindred spirits, lost in a system that didn't suit us. This conversation is great. We talk about our relationship to work and career and passion, the expectations we've had for ourselves regarding success, and questioning whether or not we're living our lives in the right way. We question the entire concept of work, wondering if there is another way for people to get their basic needs met and feel fulfilled, a different kind of system than what we currently have set up in this country. If you like this episode, please leave me a rating and review wherever you're listening, and subscribe so that future episodes come right to your feed when they're released. For now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Jason Hall. I want to have like sort of a philosophical conversation about work, awesome. but using like our personal experience, because I feel like we have been similar in the sense of, of trying to figure out like what the hell we want to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I feel like that's been like the case since I've known you. And we, I feel like we've both kind of like found some things and then been like, uh, maybe not. And like... <laughs> And, um, <laughs> oh boy, this is, yeah, this is going to be a fun conversation. <laughs> Maybe revelatory. Yeah. Knows? And so, yeah, so I feel like it's helped. I, I don't know. I mean, I know that other people have similar things, I, but I, it feels, yeah. I always think of you as I'm like, we're both going through the same thing, <laughs> yeah. kind of. I've <laughs> only been going through it for like 19 years. <laughs> I'm a little younger, so I'm the last time. <laughs> However many years I've been doing it. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's dive in. Um, so I don't know where to start, but I, I guess, um, I don't know, like what, I guess just like what has been your kind of like relationship with work and history uh, with it? Oh, wow. So, um, <laughs> am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> You're I'm just gonna be, I'm going to be doing a lot of that probably. Um, so I feel like it starts like right after high, I mean, once I graduated from high school, that's when... <laughs> I just took the plunge into like this existential crisis of what the fuck am I supposed to do with my life? So many times I found myself just like just staring up at the ceiling, not knowing where, what direction to go. Cause I never had anything that I, I, I wasn't that kid that was like, I want to be a fireman or I want to be a policeman or I want to be a doctor. It just wasn't there. If anything, I wanted to be a Ninja turtle. And that <laughs> was like, or I wanted to be a ninja. Um, and that was about it. And I was never, I was never a, I want lot, I want to make lots of money. Like mm -hmm. I can't wait to make lots of money. I've always been more focused on, I want to do something that fulfills me. I want to do something that I feel I'm passionate about. Cause I've, <laughs> cause unless I'm passionate about something, I just feel like I haven't given a shit about it. 
And it's like this offer on type of thing. There hasn't been much of a, uh, in the gray type of a thing. And, uh, my dad wanted me to, he actually advised me. He's like, what about Chick-fil-A? <laughs> <laughs> he, he visited the, uh, he visited the Chick-fil-A headquarters and he was so into that whole like corporate structure. And he's like, if not that, you know, there's always enterprise rent-a-car. They have a really great corporate oh ladder God, structure. And, and I just, I want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Cause like, that's not, nothing about that sounds appealing. Wait, that is so funny because my dad also one time was like, you, I feel like you would just do really great as like a manager at Corporate Gap. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Do you even know me? <laughs> it was like the craziest thing I've ever heard. I was like, I just published a poetry book. Like, that's not... The, the, don't you see who I am? Didn't you read it? <laughs> There's a vast chasm between that and the gap. I was like, <laughs> There's, There's a gap between... <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that's so funny that your dad said that to you. Yeah. And you were just like, why don't you see me? <laughs> <laughs> so I like did the whole, oh, I want to... Maybe I'll, you know, National Geographic, I just wanted to travel and, and, you know, maybe I'll take photos even though I haven't, I don't have a camera. <laughs> and so I took like, yeah, went to, went to school to be a photojournalist and that lasted all of one semester before I was like, this isn't working. All these people here eat, breathe, sleep, photography. And I was mm -hmm. like, I have a new camera yeah. and I don't know how to use it. <laughs> and then, so that went away and then USM, USM came along and. Um, How did, old were you at this point? I was 19. Did you go 20? to college? I didn't. No. Okay. I did uh, a couple semesters at community college and was very much not interested and was getting bad grades. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How were you like as a student? Like, oh, I was awful. In high school, you were awful. Okay. I barely graduated. Okay. I mean, <laughs> there was, it was a point of contention for a long time because I, there was maybe one year, freshman year where I did, I did fine. But after that, I was just like in jeopardy of not graduating. And Because you like didn't care about it or I what? I just didn't care. Yeah. I, I cared more about rock climbing and playing video games and <laughs> hanging out with friends. Yeah. And, just other pursuits and yeah uh, and what were your sorry I feel like I'm like I'm slowing it down a lot what were your um parents did did you feel that they had certain expectations for you or like did they like really value school did they really value work uh, like what were what was um there? you know I didn't get a whole lot from them as far as I mean the only thing I my dad never went to college. He did maybe a semester or two. Mm -hmm. My mom was a dental hygienist, so she did college. But neither one of them were like, you need to go to college. Well, my dad was definitely more, actually, okay, now it's coming back. Yeah, Dad wanted me to go to college for sure because he was all about the, even though he never experienced it, he's like, he wanted me to go through the hoorah-rah of going to a big school okay. and school spirit and going to football games. And he's <laughs> from Wisconsin, so he loved uh, uh, University of Wisconsin. And um, I just never fulfilled that. And he was really disappointed. He really wanted me to, to do that. And I just wasn't interested. Uh, Mom was always the one who was just supporting me with whatever I was watching her going through her spiritual transformations and was very much interested in what she was doing and Reiki and energy work. And that was definitely more intriguing to me. So I started pursuing that. 
Um, and dad was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and still continues to this day. It's just like, <laughs> why do you do all of these retreats and seminars and just learn through life kind of a thing? And um, hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to high school um, or college or you were like rock climbing and you wanted to do photography and then what? You found USM. Yeah, USM came along because I was very much in that stint, that, that still that state of like, I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then here's this school that's that's essentially, I don't know what promising, but essentially saying that when you're finished here, you will know who you are, what meaningful contribution you have to make to the world. And it's like, oh yeah, this is, you are speaking my language. This is yeah. exactly what I want. And it was uh, a, it was a great experience. I never finished the first year. Or, I mean, I finished the first year, but then didn't continue on after that because I realized that okay, I think now it's time to get my my bachelor's to finally put that to the side because it had been a thorn in my side for so long. Mm-hmm. And, and you couldn't have gotten the master's from right. spiritual, uh, from right. USM. Okay. Yeah. So went went to school. That that's. I mean, and then this is when things started to shift for me because I. Uh, yeah, sucked in school. And then all of a sudden I was doing really well in school because I had some kind of a motivation mm-hmm. and there was, there seemed to be purpose to it and it was a means to an end. And, uh, so I did very well and then came back to USM and ended up having two of the best years of my life and ended up at the very end of it, actually having those questions answered of, of who am I, what am I doing here? What? it all culminated towards the very end of, of school and in a big way. Can you say what um, that, what you... So it didn't, um, okay. So I had, I had this, um, it was at the very end of our practicum or our six day or however many day practicum. And we were doing this, this final process and it's like all of a sudden something inside of me just broke open. I just felt so much love pouring through me and I was just opened up and expansive and I was in this whole other realm of being. And when I thought about those questions that plagued me for so long, they were laughable. They weren't even in my, it didn't make sense anymore because I was like, oh, this is what I'm experiencing right now. This is my purpose. This is exactly what I'm here to do. It's to live in this state uh, for as long as I can. And because when I'm in this state, I have an impact on the environment around me. I am at peace. I am everything I ever wanted is here. It's already inside of me. And that was really... uh, that was a big deal. And when I talk about this, I don't feel connected to it. I feel sad about that. <sighs> um, it feels like a dream and to a certain extent. And I've had moments of reconnecting with that, but it's like being in that state was like a taste. It was a glimpse of what's possible. And from that point forward, there was really no turning back. Um, after yeah, having a taste and like that's what matters to me and it hasn't been so much about money and making money and finding work it's been more about i have one life i want to enjoy this life as much as i possibly can and uh i want to enjoy living in my body i, I want to feel at home in my body and uh 
So it's been more like, oh, I'll just get a job. You know, I've had jobs since I was 14. And, but nothing that I've been like, oh, I feel good about this. I'm making lots of money. I can afford a home. Like, I've been comfortable. I've been fine. My basic needs are met. But I've never quite busted through this ceiling into financial abundance and and I'm sure to some, they're like, uh, you are financially abundant. You've got way more than I do. Uh, right. But as far as living in California and feeling comfortable that I can afford to buy a home, that's, I'm, I'm not there. I can't yeah. even, I can I don't even have health insurance at yeah. this point. So it's, it's a little frustrating. I have my doubts of. Like what's stopping me from, because there are so many people, there's so much money in LA, so many people that are making millions and millions of dollars. And I'm just like, how the fuck did you get there? Because <laughs> I just don't have, I don't feel like I have it in me to just learn real estate or be a doc. I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm not going to be a lawyer. I'm not going to be a producer. I don't think. So it's like, what is left for me out there? All these right. jobs that make money. What is, what what the I'm so frustrated still to this day because I'm yeah. helping to manage a restaurant and I have more responsibility than I have had in a long time and like I don't like it I just don't want to work that hard <laughs> 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 I want to work like four days a week yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's 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 been it's been challenging, but I mean, if I look at my life, I'm, I'm I have a place, I have a bed, I have, like, I'm fine with the minimalist lifestyle, mm -hmm. but am I holding myself back from a life of abundance? Mm -hmm. And that's the part that usually eats away at my brain. Um, I'm going to stop talking now. And do you feel like you're doing work? So I know that you kind of just started um, a business or started doing coaching and you started kind of stepping more into this kind of facilitation role yes um and so does that feel or can you talk a little bit about, about that sure. and how you kind of got there and sure i mean for was, usm was really the catalyst or is it, it it sharpened my skills as far as uh, being able to hold space for people to just be themselves and to ask questions that help people unfold and experience deeper parts of themselves and that's for so long has been such an uh an interesting experience fulfilling experience but i didn't want to be a therapist because i didn't want <laughs> yeah it just wasn't there i didn't want to like get a phd or psyd and go through all the hours of being a therapist and uh not too long ago about uh six months ago or more i went through a program where it was more coaching centered where it was more results oriented short uh, uh shorter experiences maybe three months with a client of helping them get from point a to point b uh, but during my time at this program this transformational program i had another one of those big aha epiphanies of just watching people around me connect with this reality this other reality the spiritual reality inside of them and how uh powerful that was i mean for lack of a better word it just touched me it touched me in such a profound way that it was it was it was the moment that i had been wanting for so long that just oh this is what i'm supposed to be doing this is what i'm here to do and feeling so connected to that of i'm here to help people become aware of the truth of who they are and to support them in any way that's 
but I can. And, and coaching seemed to be the way to do that. Um, Cause there was this element that, that, yeah, most coaches help you get from point A to point B and you come up with a structure and a, a plan of attack and uh, that's fine. Um, but I was more interested in how, how are you inside of yourself? One of the biggest things I learned at USM is how I relate to myself as I go through a challenge. That is the challenge. That's the ultimate issue is how I'm relating to myself, how I am, a, uh, what's my perceptual filter and, um, how do I feel inside of myself as I'm moving towards whatever my goal is and supporting people and slowing down so that they pay attention to how they're talking to themselves. How do they see themselves? How do they see their goal? How do they see the people around themselves and really being a mirror? And that's really what I'm doing. That's the biggest part of what I'm doing is, is just listening and then sharing what it is that I'm hearing so that my client can hear what it is that they're saying in a different way and have uh, a different awareness. Um, I think that's the, the bulk of my job and doing this work. This is the first time I think in my life where I've done something that has made me feel like, Oh my God, this is awesome. This is great work. It's not only am I supporting other people and just seeing a different side of their story and helping them relate to themselves in a more loving, compassionate way. I'm also learning as well. Cause as I'm talking to them, it's like, Oh my God, I'm talking to myself right now. And these words are for me because I don't have it all together. I don't, I'm not Tony, I don't, whoever the word, I, I, Tony Robbins was coming up. I don't even know if he has it all together, but he seems to have it all together. And so it's, yeah, it's this reciprocal process and I've really enjoyed that. And still, still, even though I've had these great experiences, there hasn't been that sense of like, I'm going all in. I'm going to, I'm that entrepreneurial spirit has been uh, awakened inside of me and I'm going to, I'm going to put out, uh, I'm going to market myself and I'm going to do all this stuff. So I'm not sure about that part of it. <laughs> what's you know maybe that's fear that's holding me back um it's interesting so you bring up a couple of things i think that i've been exploring which are okay so i think part of the reason that talking about work is so exciting for me even though it's like so also awful <laughs> um is that it can be i think we tend to clump a lot of things up into one thing. And I think it's actually really helpful to separate them. So I think a couple things that you brought up are like basically being versus doing and sort of the difference between those and the inherent kind of like doingness that work and a career appears to require, right? Like there's, you know, we think even, you know, you talk about your business and and the part that cut where you feel like uh, I can't make I can't get past this is the doing and the I'm gonna go market like <laughs> even like your your actions with your uh, your emotions with your hands yeah. start becoming more like animated and physical and there's kind of like this doing energy where you're like I just can't really um, uh, it's not doesn't seem like it's like inspiring to you whereas like the beingness and it seems like that's also in those two kind of moments that you had at USM and this other place you were saying like from this place from this state I 
affect the world. And I, so there was like still this kind of like cause and effect or this kind of influence that was happening, even though you're not doing anything. Right. So I assume you were just sitting in a chair <laughs> 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 while you had that experience, I but you were like, this is it. Just like, like, I just felt like I loved, I just was, had so much love and I just wanted to hug people. And I just wanted like, that's, that's all I want to do is I just want to feel people. free. Yes. I've said that so many times and people's like, I can just get paid just to hug people. That sounds great. It's, it, I, I, I love, I love that. And I want, I, I so much, it's, yeah, it, it's so much about the being and feeling free. Like I want to feel free here. I am in this body and I'm here on this planet and, and yeah, I could focus, I could just, and I've seen how it's already happening. I've been, I've had, I've been, I've been distracting myself with, with work or it feels like it's been distracting me from this hole inside. It's, uh, and it's been more important to me to find out, or I think it's been more important to me. I don't know how much energy I've put into actually exploring what the whole is. Um, the the work component, I, I it's tough because I, I with with work, I've seen it as a prison, and like my own perceptual filter of it, um, and I and I put all my eggs in this basket of like I'll be happy when I find the right job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a lot of pressure and then I have to go hunt for that perfect job and mm-hmm. that's that's fucked up because that's that has not worked for me at all so what 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 I eventually came to was what if I could take whatever job I have and make that my spiritual practice and make that my dojo where I can practice all these principles that I've learned at USM and through the books that I've read and actually make this you know, I, I work at a restaurant. It's a place of service. Okay. So what if I learned how to be at peace in myself amongst the chaos that a restaurant can be and just all these different things. So it was a, it was a really nice idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've had moments of like, oh, wow. Yeah. I actually like my job. I didn't think I would really like working in a restaurant and I haven't in the past. It's been, it's been hell mm-hmm. in certain respects. And then Recently, when I've actually been intentional about creating my experience, um, I sometimes go home like, wow, I really like my job. And it's really about connecting with people, having these heart to hearts when, when they're available and, and actually that, that beingness, that beingness while at work mm-hmm. uh, is, what, is what really matters to me and I think has the potential to make me fulfilled rather than having there be a conditionality of I have to have this condition in order to be happy. It's like, no, this is my life. It's too important. It's too valuable. I don't know if I get another day. So what am I going to, who am I going to be now in this particular context? Um, and that's way more empowering to, for me when I actually do it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, you're, do you feel like you have, so now that, um, does working at a restaurant become easier when you, or whatever, we can just call it like having a day job, um, become easier when you have this other outlet of like the coaching and the, that kind of thing, like does, meaning, does the coaching and stuff fulfill something that 
just wasn't being fulfilled before, but now that you have it, it sort of doesn't matter if money comes through there or through another avenue. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm just uh, thinking about how to answer that because I don't know if I'm completely sure. What what I know, what I what I do know for sure is that when I actually do coaching, nine times out of ten, by the time I'm done with the session, I feel a sense of fulfillment. And if I didn't have that, let's just say I just had the restaurant, I didn't have coaching. Um, but you did do for a while, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was a bartender before mm -hmm. and being a bartender was a perfect place to, to like be the site, you know, the, the psychologist mm -hmm. kind of a thing and just listening to people. And that's essentially what it was. And um, so in a sense, I was doing that already with with uh, customers and. But that wasn't, but it wasn't the con. it wasn't really the context that I wanted because it was like, okay, well, we can't, how deep can we really right. go in this particular context? And with, uh, with coaching, it certainly has opened that, that up, uh, to a, to a deeper level. Um, did I answer the question? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like you, you don't really know, but I guess. I guess so. You're, Sarah. But you, I just don't know. <laughs> but you, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like what I what I know is what I experience in those moments. Yeah. But like with coaching, I, I keep want what I want, what I crave is 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 like this, this experience of, this is it, and I'm going all in because I've had those experiences in the past with rock climbing or martial arts and something that I've been so passionate about and I want to get better at and I just keep moving forward mm -hmm. um it's almost like an effortless thing I want to do it and I and, I, and there just hasn't I just haven't had that experience with anything yeah else. And I've been waiting for that to happen but I don't know if that's gonna happen so I can't wait I don't want to wait yeah. around so would coaching um like if someone was like okay um Coaching clients are just going to come to you. They're going to pay you X amount of dollars. That's going to cover all your expenses and you'll be able to save and whatever. Um, you can do coaching kind of like, you know, full-time, whatever that. Full-time meaning you don't have to have another job, right. not necessarily <laughs> 40 hours a week or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, how much people really coach, <laughs> how many how many hours like they put in like um, actually coaching. But um, so you can do it full-time. Is that something that's like exciting to you? Like, do you feel like that is um, fulfilling? Exciting? No. Okay. Yeah. Fulfill fulfilling. It's 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 very interesting, and I I don't know if I was just thinking about how I'm responding to your questions and how this might be perceived by <laughs> by people listening, especially when here I am a coach, and that's part of my job is to promote myself. But I'm like I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be honest. Um, there are, have been a lot of times where I might have a client and I have this sense of like, Ugh, I don't feel, I don't feel like I want to do that. There isn't a sense of like, oh, yay, I got a client coming. Mm -hmm. And even though I've had plenty of experiences of like, God, I'm so glad I had that session. Yeah. That was so good. Fuck, that was awesome. Despite having those, there still hasn't been a sense of excitement. Like I want to go and, yeah. and I want to coach. And 
And I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Wait, I feel like this is, like, exciting for me because I I feel like one of the things that has been difficult for me in trying to figure out what I wanted to do also is, like, I went to USM right after college. So, like, kind of similarly, like, in the space of time to get a job. Um and I went to USM for the same reasons that you did, where I was like, I'm going to know who I am, and I'm going to figure out what I want to do, and I'm just going to leave, and I'm going to have it, and I'm going to know. I'm going to have direction. Um, and I think for me, and, like, I don't know if this is the case for you, like, I feel like I am can be pretty good at coaching. I feel like with I'm talking to, like, friends and stuff. Like, I do feel like I'm pretty good at asking questions that can, like, bring out new thoughts and things like that but I think for me everyone else wanting to be a coach around me like influenced me like I think I've just been Mm -hmm. very influenced by what other people want to do what other people think Mm -hmm. is like good to do or easy to do or like the obvious sort of next step for sorry my phone is going off it's annoying me (laughs) I'm going to turn it on airplane. Um, So I think I just, but same with me. Like I, I, even though there's part of me that kind of enjoys that coach and I don't want to like project my stuff onto you, but um, like part of me that, that kind of enjoys the coaching. And I always like to be in the facilitation chair at USM and, like I kind of enjoy that role but like same thing anytime I've kind of like started to try to do coaching and I've made like ideal scenes for like coaching businesses and I've tried I've gotten attuned to like Reiki and I've done I don't know kind of all these things that would lead me to like kind of work with people one-on-one like that and I've always just been like I don't really like this (laughs) like I would do it kind of but I don't love it and I don't really like being in that role in life I guess there's something that doesn't really feel like it completely matches it's like almost a match you know but like not exactly so I don't know like I don't know if that's kind of like a similar thing with you where it's like the people around you are coaches too and that's just such a especially in LA it's like if you're not an actor like you're a coach (laughs) kind of you know like when you say that I, I feel this like the pit of my stomach or like in my solar plexus just this bottoming out kind of a feeling of just like ugh I just want to like gag a little bit <laughs> okay because I feel like such a cliche and because I feel like there just are a billion coaches mm-hmm. just in this city alone yeah. and everybody's a coach everybody's on Instagram everyone has their their thing that they want to offer and 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 uh, the truth of the matter is I think that that that's that's fine i i've and that's something for me to look at as well as like what is that me throwing up in my mouth a little bit when i see how many coaches are on, are on instagram because yeah. the fact of the matter is most of these people have followers and most of those followers must be getting something from this person mm-hmm. so even if there are a billion life coaches out there fine each person has their own unique yeah. spin on it and has something that they offer that some people really get at a deep level and that and that's cool I guess I just feel I feel scared of just being another just another coach just in the sea of coaches out there and 
just the trendy thing to do. Mm. And I also sometimes feel, because it, it, it uh, sometimes I feel like I shouldn't be doing this until, I shouldn't be coaching until I have my own shit figured out, until I can, sh until I can show up walking my talk, embodying the things that I'm <clears throat> espousing to everybody. Yeah. And, and I had it happen the other day. I, I, I host a meetup group and um, we all went around in a circle talking about what our next action steps were going to be. And here I am challenging them, stretching them to like maybe go reach a little further. And then I said what my action step was. And then pretty much the entire group was like, mm, <laughs> that's not really all that. Like I just was totally called to the carpet yeah. kind of a thing. And it was so, I was, I felt so embarrassed and ashamed and I just mm. felt like the spotlight was on me as, as far as like, Oh my God, now my credibility as a coach has been just tarnished. And, um, so it's interesting to, to learn how to embrace the fact that, yeah, you know, I don't have it all together. I don't have all of these things embodied. I'm not fully living it. And at the same time, I still can create value for people. I can still support people. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily, they have to go hand in hand in order for me to be able to create value. And that's something that I'm mm -hmm. still getting. Because uh, the fact of the matter is when I've worked with people, I feel like I'm good at what I do. And I, and yeah, I am. I'm good. I, I am good, <laughs> I'm good at what I do. And, and, and at the same time, it's, that's why part of the reason why I like coaching is because it's also like, oh shit, I'm not, I'm not really doing that in my own life. Yeah. And I, this is an opportunity for me to like step into that more. And then I can really come to people with a sense of like, yeah, I know what I'm talking yeah. about fully because I've experienced it and I, and I can show you the, the, the terrain and, yeah. um, or what my experience was at the very least. So, I mean, back to the whole work thing. Is this, is this it? I don't know. I think it's a great thing to have on the side. Yeah. I, I, I really would like to keep, even if I did it for free. I mean, mm -hmm. this is just something, you know, a couple times a week, even though I just did it for free, I, I, I feel good about that. And that's, that's awesome. Um, that makes me feel really good. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's this other part, I love wearing different hats uh, as far as, you know, different types of work. I like the gig economy. I'm a massage therapist. I'm, uh, you know, managed at a restaurant. And then yes, you know, a couple days ago, I saw something online about there being this stunt work, uh, motion capture, uh, school. And I'm like, Oh, that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Like I love moving my body and I love stunts and I love just all that stuff. So like, maybe I can do like that excites me Yeah. and maybe I can go into that. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it's interesting when you talk about that, it's like, you get so much more excited yeah. when you talk about coaching, like in a similar way that you're like rock climbing and and whatever else you said <laughs> that had to do with physicality. And, and that's and that's the thing. I think I think it's kind of I think it's kind of cool to not necessarily yeah, put all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. It's like there's certain things that light me up in different ways. Yeah, totally. So why limit myself? I mean, unless I have to, um, I could do all of these different gigs part time mm -hmm. and 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 have myself fulfilled in many different ways. Yeah. So yeah, there's that excitement aspect of, of just doing the fun, playful <laughs> yeah. motion capture stuff. And then and like the deep fulfilling work of coaching and making the consistent money with the restaurant. Yeah. It's like, it's all, it's all there uh, being pieced together. 
And would it, you know, would it be nice to have all that rolled into one and not have my energies be dispersed? Yeah, maybe. But I've always been somebody who has liked the variety of life. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of the same. It's been hard for me to like lock into, into one thing. Like even as I've gotten this podcast going, I'm like, okay, I feel like my creative outlet is like kind of being fulfilled. Like maybe I should just get like a restaurant job or something where I'm like, <laughs> where you can feel more immediate feedback, yeah. you know, cause I'm not really getting feedback from doing this. Cause it's not, you know, like 20 people listen <laughs> right now or whatever, which feels like nothing. And yeah. I think there's something about having kind of like a service job or something where you're kind of interacting with people and you kind of see the work that you're doing have an impact. Yeah. That is like yeah. nice where you just go, oh, I went and I went for the hours that I was supposed to go and I completed all my tasks and I interacted with people and now I'm done. Yeah. And it feels like satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. And, and uh, I loved that. Um, that whole being able to just wipe my hands clean at the mm -hmm. end of the day and go home and like, oh, I don't, yeah. have, I don't bring my work home with me. Yeah. Which I'm learning is something that I, I definitely was on the right track because now I'm bringing home, work home with me as a manager and mm. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I'm glad I'm having this experience because I've seen other yeah. people doing it and I, you know, I kind of wondered and now I'm like, yeah, I think I had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like the interesting thing too, especially if you want to have a side, like especially if your side job is you know is your more fulfilling work and that's what's kind of like taking up your your sort of like mental space and your kind of like soul space of and creative space then it's hard to have that and then also have to take home work work that's mm -hmm. not really your passion yeah so unless you can make that work work kind of like your passion and then you want to take it home I feel like in a lot of ways it's good to just have like something where you just go clock in clock out you know, good. for me, I feel like um, I've started like noticing that for myself, which is like interesting because I feel like a lot of people have encouraged me not to get that kind of like a lot of adults in my life and stuff have been like, oh, don't get like a restaurant job, like do more or well, something, did they give you, you know, it's like as to why they I think it's just like. You know, it's like my dad wanting me to be <laughs> in a <dress laughs> corporate gap, like, like he feels like that would be more fulfilling to me or something like that but that's not really taking into consideration doing things like on the side that are like creative I, I don't know like it's an interesting I think there's for me it's been a lot of like looking at sort of like expectations or what my parents thought work should be or what I just grew up thinking you know what work should be like my dad owned his own business and that was like everything he put into that, you know? It's like he was able to to mesh this kind of like being and doing and money. Yeah, my and, dad did the same thing. Interesting. And he loves he loves what he does. Yeah. And did he grow up thinking that he was gonna be a, a tile salesman? <laughs> no. I mean it just it kind of fell into his lap and he yeah, he just he loves it. And it's that that makes life or has made life particularly confusing to me because mm. here he is. I've, I've, I've been kind of rebellious whenever he's given me advice and like, dad, just let me live my life kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And I, and I've hearing him describe work and like committing to something so fully. I mean, his work is his life. Mm -hmm. It gives him meaning and purpose. And without it, I don't know who he would be mm -hmm. or how he would enjoy life. And watching him go through that, I have, I've definitely questioned my own 
approach to work like am i doing this right is right. he doing it is there a right way yeah yeah am i doing it the wrong way yeah and, and i think in this the the millen the quote-unquote millennial way is it seems like many of us are more interested in the quality of our life or like creating our experience not doing the traditional nine to five putting in all these hours keeping it consistent it's it's just like no i want to I don't want to bring work home with me. I don't want to be carrying all this extra added stress mm -hmm. and which is tough because if I want to make more money, it seems like I have to have a job that has more responsibility and with more responsibility mm -hmm. has created more stress and right. and 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 I've my overanalytical brain I start like diving into well, what's that stress coming from? Is that me? Am I, you know, can I resolve that? Does it necessarily need to be stressful? Mm -hmm. um, can I, can I like sever the, those, those connections of stress and somehow free myself and enjoy what it is, whatever I'm doing. <laughs> and then I just, and then I just take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, this is, yeah, I think it's so good because I think this is like also, or, you know, bringing up other, you know, kind of like elements of work that it's like, these things have been sort of tied together but it's like, can we separate them and figure out, you know, what what are the pieces and do they have to go together and what pieces do have to go together and what don't have to go together. So it's like we have the being, we have the doing, and then like money, think financial abundance and a mindset of abundance and thing. I think that can even be seen as like, right, a separate thing. Like you have money coming in from certain places, but not from other places and you're still doing work, but maybe not getting money from it or not getting like enough money from it or whatever. And then there's also like identity. And I don't know if your dad feels like identified with his work. Like I know my, I, oh, yes. I think my dad, I sounds like, I know my dad does, but I haven't talked to him yet. <laughs> like specifically about it, but it seems so. It's like his whole work and I mean, his whole life is his work at like your dad. And yeah, it's like if, if your identity is your career and you don't have a career, like, who are you? You know, yeah. that's like, I think been for me, like one of the, the biggest things and the biggest like reasons that I've been like, I need to find a career so I can know who I am mm -hmm. <laughs> or I need to find out who I am. So that will automatically lead into a career. Right. Inform your, your next decisions. And But they haven't seemed to, <laughs> you know, so then it's like, am I different then? Is who I am different than what I do? Can those two things be? What, can you say that again? Like, who I am from, like, what I do. Like, can those two things be separated, you know? And in some ways, I think everything I do and the way that I do things is, like, who I am. And I guess that's not really what I mean, but I guess just what I do for work or what, you know, I do with my time. I don't know. Like, in some ways, I'm like, no, of course those things are tied, but not in the way that I thought they were mm. somehow. Can Meaning, like, um, like, who I, like, yeah, like, just the kind of choices that I make based on my perception of things and my um, drive toward different things or whatever kinds of ambition that I have or whatever, like, whatever choices that I'm making throughout the day and whatever I'm doing and how I'm spending my time, obviously, like, is who I am in, almost, like, kind of a literal way. <laughs> Bless you. you. But um, being like, oh, this is the job that I'm doing doesn't necessarily mean like 
that's who I am. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the idea of showing up to a job and, and having that sense of, um, I am not this. I am not my work. Mm-hmm. This does not define me. I know who I am. I am who I am is beyond all of this. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to do this and I'm choosing to use this as a tool for my own growth and evolution. I, I can I can use it that way. Yeah. Or I can just plug in, show up, do my work. I'm focused on that and that that is that distracts me from whatever's going on inside or or certain things during that. Uh, that's part of the reason why I like the coaching is as we go about our day, certain unresolved issues get triggered inside. And so it's an opportunity to look at those things, to resolve them. Mm-hmm. So I can ultimately experience, um, what's underneath all that, which is my divine heritage, my, mm-hmm. the beauty and the peace and the love. Like that's, that was, that's the game changer for me. It's like, it, okay, well, make that the primary focus i can do all these other jobs but it's not who i am it's just something it's like a piece of clothing that i'm putting on and i take off at the end of the day um and hopefully i'm doing something that actually is interesting is is engaging but i think one of the biggest yeah the biggest struggle is like do i have to do a job that i'm passionate about finding your bliss follow your bliss find do what you're passionate about Mm -hmm. like hearing those things it's funny to see certain articles where they're like, fuck your passion. And it's an interesting spin on things because right. I'm so used to and attached to the whole idea of like, oh, I have to really enjoy what I do and uh, and be passionate about it. But it's like, well, if I'm a, if I just sell ice cream, you know, can I, can I be a certain way while I'm selling ice cream that makes it enjoyable? And mm-hmm. it's not so much about whatever the act and, uh, but it's more about how I how I'm showing up, and and that's what's been really cool about having these experiences. Being a server, it's like, oh, you're a server, and I still have a sense of shame. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to tell people that I'm a server because I've judged it as a lower station in life. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> well, wait a minute, but no, look at look at the impact that I can make on someone's day just by serve like really serving them and what's what's I just think it's so funny because I know that people have that perception but literally like I think being a server (laughs) I like have only worked in the service industry like in the restaurant industry one time for like a few months at Pete's Coffee and it was just really corporate which I think is why like I but um and I only worked there for like yeah like eight months but I have literally always just wanted to work in like a restaurant or something like there's something that is like so cool to me about that and I always like really admire people who like work in the service industry and it's just so funny because I like to hear people I don't know like I know that people have that perception but and I think that's why people are always like confused when I'm like, oh, but that would be like such a cool job to have. So, uh, so, and you, and you haven't. And had I haven't. I, I think it's because I'm like I'm kind of afraid. Interesting. Oh my god, this is so, Sarah. This is awesome. Like, you're lighting up over over this. Like, what? And my only question is, why the, why the, why the, like, why the fuck are you not? 
Right, you would think it would be like really easy. I think you know it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, it's like what I'm curious about, and now it's awakening the 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 coaching in my head. Like, well, that's what you. It's obvious that this is something you want. So, like, what is it that's stopping you from from just getting a a serving gig? Part of it. I mean, there's yeah. So it's interesting. When I was like living in New York, I applied for like host jobs and stuff like a lot and I never got a job like it was always like you need like five years experience you know and I didn't have any experience working in customer service so like one time a coffee shop like almost hired me and then um but he was just like you don't have any customer service experience like and I was just like what do you that's not the hard part about this you know maybe it would have been I don't know but I just yeah and like so I kind of just gave up um and then, but it still, like, would nag at me. So I got that job at Pete's, and I think that, like, satiated that for a little while. And then, but, yeah, like, I didn't really like it. I thought about quitting a lot. I think I never really felt a ton of, like, ownership over, like, the space. I think feeling ownership over a space is, like, important because there's just, like, a lot of... I just sort of didn't really know where stuff was. <laughs> I just like, couldn't, like, like, not everything, but, like, I just found myself kind of, like being like, someone else has worked here longer and knows better. Like, can I just stand at this cash register? I just didn't feel like really learning all the things that I need, like, needed to know for it, I guess. Um, and then, like, part of it was, like, ha- you know, just the low, low, low pay. <laughs> um, I was just like, this makes, like, no sense. Like, it just felt, like, not worth it for my time, you know? To not love it. I mean, I loved the customers. I liked, like, the people I was working with. Making coffee was, like, fine, you know. Um, but it wasn't really, like, the vibe. I think I wanted more of, like, a small town. Like, I kind of, like, wish I could have grown up in, like, diner. a small town and worked at a diner or something. Yeah. Like, I feel like you, that would have been so fun. You like, you fit that. I get to see you, you know, a smaller place. You're, you're able to connect with the yeah. customers. You have your regulars mm-hmm. coming in. Totally. What can I, I get you, hon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, interesting. Um, so, I don't know. I guess I don't know if I'll ever, like, work in that. I mean, the other thing is I like to have my freedom and I like to travel. And, you that's, know, you can always ask days off and stuff. But it's... See, that's the beautiful part about being a server with a lot of places that there's a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Because um, there's usually an abundance of servers, right? Can just step in and, yeah. and cover for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess like just in LA, it's like there's not that many. I feel like everywhere just like gets so crowded, and I don't know. Like I'm just like no. Nope. Oh my god, you're gonna have to t- show tell me the perfect places that I can work. <laughs> oh, I don't know the perfect places. I just know that. I just know that there's there's an abundance of serving jobs out yeah. there. There's so many. There's yeah. so many restaurants and so many different places. It's just a matter of uh, stopping into the places that feel good to you. Yeah. And that you resonate with. And and yeah, maybe like when I when I started bartending, when I got my first bartending job, uh, I had gone to bartending school mm-hmm. and did that. And some people were like, why did you do that? That was a waste of time. <laughs> and it was fun, whatever. But then, you know, I got a job as a bar back first mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I, you know, I needed to start somewhere and then mm-hmm. I, I worked my way into being a bartender. But like, there's definitely that, that element. I, I, I can certainly empathize with the fear 
of not knowing you know, where mm-hmm. everything is yeah. and not wanting to be in that position because it feels uncomfortable and people are going to see that I don't know what the hell yeah. I'm doing. And, uh, and it's one of those things of, and that's something that I'm learning to adopt is just being okay with sucking yeah. at first and being okay with being messy at first and trusting that I will learn this. Yeah. I will eventually get this. It's just, but there will be that period where I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to be asking a lot of questions and, um, so just as long as I understand that and I yeah. accept that and I, and that's relate to myself in a kind and gentle way, yeah. uh, then, then it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. I think that, that was, as you're talking like that reminds me, that was like one of the, I think things that was the hardest about work, you know, there's so many drinks and then the second I felt like I sort of learned them the season would change and they would have new (laughs) drinks and that's why I was like I need to work somewhere simple that isn't having like seasonal drinks like change every time and doing like a million working at coffee shops can be I feel like some of like the hardest place it's stressful you like have to know so many you're doing everything because you're like making the coffee you're getting the drinks you're delivering everything you're cleaning everything whereas like I think as like a waiter or something in like a a true sort of restaurant it's like there's the waiters and then there's the barbacks and there's just people kind of taking on different roles yeah whereas baristas do everything yeah there's that part of the reason why i didn't want to bartend anymore is was because of that i felt like mm. oh serving seems more yeah. just kind of straightforward i yeah. don't have to do a whole a lot of work it's it's oh my god it's still still stressful yeah when it's busy um but the thing that, as you were describing, that was coming up was the word mastery. Mm. And something that I didn't quite get until recently is like, wow, uh, when I actually take the time to master the drink, when I actually take the time to learn where everything is, mm. when I, I can relax. Yeah, yeah. Because that, oh my God, it's... I. I I'm glad I'm glad I'm getting that now because it, it, it's because before I was stressing out so mm-hmm. much because, oh, shit, I don't I don't know how to make that drink mm-hmm. or I've been working for three years and I still don't know how to make that. Drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All it takes is literally maybe like 20 minutes to just like keep making it. that drink yeah. and get the muscle memory and then boom, and then I can relax because it's. Yeah. So that's available. So that's the other benefit of work is like this this platform of mastery and how deep do I want to go? Because watching myself start in this journey to, to now, it's like, oh my God, I'm making 20, I'm, I'm averaging 20% tips with people. Mm-hmm. And what, what changed? And, and I, I used to watch this old server. I mean, he was older. He's in his 50s. And he, he was a badass. He just, he is the epitome of good service, was always relaxed and could, like that, he's got something. Mm-hmm. And people want to see him again. And like, he just, he has an impact and it has everything to do with his level of commitment to his, his craft. And yeah, I don't want to necessarily be a professional server. Like that's not what I aspire to be, but at the same time, something happens where a deeper experience is created with people. When I, when I know everything is, (laughs) I can relax. And when I'm relaxed, I can be myself. I can be uh, conversational and I can, I can, I don't, I'm not in a rush to get somewhere. I'm not in my head and that cuts me off from yeah. connection with people. And it's that connection that I'm noticing. It's just, I'm available. All of my energy is available to this person, these people, this moment. And 
and there's there's so much more just joy and and love and like some of these conversations that I have with people it's like oh man this is nice this is really what it's all about and um you know learning how I'm still learning how to navigate the when people are picky and mm-hmm. they have their own particular way and I just you know, like sometimes turn into a, a dick um inside <laughs> and like god why do you have to be so fucking picky and learning how to still see those people and just understanding. And so it's like, yeah, it's this dojo of learning how to just accept people where they're at and still make connections. Yeah. So it's, it's really, it's, it's pretty powerful work. <laughs> now you're like, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think it's so like, and I love like all of what you just said. Um, I don't want to just like brush over it, but, um, but yeah, I will. but I will. <laughs> Back to my original point, which was just that, like, yeah, it's like interesting these hierarchies that people have of being like, this job is good and this job isn't good, or this job is better, or you know, this job is embarrassing, or like whatever it is. Um, I mean, I feel like for servers and I or people who work in restaurant industries, like, it really depends on where you are, you know, because you could make very little money and you could actually make a lot of money. Um, but I think like the thing, you know, for me, it's not like a moral (laughs) hierarchy of, or like a, you know, inherent social thing like that, but more simply just like people aren't making enough money in those jobs. Like, I feel like if, if people can make a lot of money doing those jobs, I I wonder if more people would like enjoy them. Cause I think it's like a mix of just having to deal with shit and like, not yeah, not being compensated for it. I mean that helps because I know there are certain there are servers out there who are you know pulling three hundred yeah. a night, and and I have not worked for one of those places, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Um, and it seems like, and I think I've because I used to work at the Four Seasons, yeah, and so I I, I got to have that experience of working in the higher echelon of, yeah. of, of places, and there was a consequence to that of, and and maybe that was my own fault. I mean, I was, I was younger and I, I didn't have that sense of like commitment to mastery right. and I didn't know what was going on. So I got overwhelmed. Yeah. And so maybe it could have been a fucking amazing job and I yeah. could have done really, uh, really well with it. Um, so maybe uh, I'm just stop where <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do think a lot of those jobs are, especially like for bartenders who are making like a shit ton of money every night. It's like, they're not, they're probably not connecting with that many people. Cause it's just going to be so crowded. Like, yeah. Usually, I think. That that as is that is I an know. element of the equation. It's like, so it's like shopping where you're where you're, where you're looking at, you know, you're gonna work at a nightclub mm-hmm. or you're gonna work at like a diner. You right. Know? Like, like what what's what what's the pace that you want? And right. And a slower pace, which I think, you know, is less you would make less money. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> Probably. The, unless everything's oh very God. expensive. And that's the other thing, that's the magic about this this work is when when I'm when I help create an experience for somebody, mm-hmm. when I help people feel seen and heard and we laugh, and we joke around and people are so much more willing to throw down mm-hmm. 25% yeah. or, or more. And, and that's, so yes, maybe there's less numbers, but if there's, I mean, people drop a hundred dollars. I mean, it, it, you see it on the web. <laughs> <laughs> It's like they leave these big ass tips yeah. and, and it's just like, wow. I mean, yeah. it's, it's Yeah, doable. so I guess maybe it's, but um, 
yeah, maybe there's no no limits. <laughs> um, no. But <laughs> I wanted to ask you, why did you want to be a Ninja Turtle? <laughs> uh, that's a very good question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I did, I started doing martial arts when I, and I can't remember what came first. Was it Ninja Turtles or was it martial arts? Uh, but I was five when I first put on my, my, uh, my karate gi and, uh, got into that. I'm pretty sure Ninja Turtles came first. It was, they were so cool. That's such, <laughs> that's, that's such an interesting question. What was it about them? Like they had swords and they had weapons and they could do, they were powerful. Like I want, I guess the word is like powerful. They, mm -hmm. they had power over their environment. They could slay evil and, um, they had really cool outfits, <laughs> <laughs> cool names. And they had a rat as a instructor, like a, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever asked me that before. Hmm. That's probably one of the most important questions you've asked. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> I'm like, what is it about certain things like Ghostbusters? I, you know, I love Ghostbusters, and that was another thing. And it's because I love the paranormal and <laughs> or something. I don't, I don't know. But there was something about, I mean, ever since I was a kid, and there's been this common thread throughout my life of loving moving my body and doing things that are, are body-based. Mm -hmm. And I feel very alive and present when I'm doing martial arts or rock climbing. I have to be focused. And I, have to, and, and I think that's probably what it boils down to is that I lose a sense of anything else when I'm moving up the wall, I have to be so focused on this particular movement, otherwise I fall. Mm -hmm. And so it forces my attention to be here in the moment. And maybe if I just learn how to do that without the use of some medium, like rock climbing or martial arts, I wouldn't need to do anything. Uh, I could just, and <laughs> there have been times ever since I've had these awakening processes, like over and over again, Sometimes I just like to sit on my couch and I don't like to do anything. I just like to stare out the window and, and, and that's enough. And it feels really good in my shit. As I ascend in consciousness, do I just suddenly stop doing, do I just do less and less? Do I become less and less enchanted with the idea of doing things and it's yeah. more being? Cause like <laughs> you know, I've read about Ram Dass's, uh, Krishna Das's spiritual teacher who just, you know, he just sat around kind of thing. He just, people fed him and he was just happy and blissed out or, or he looked, he seemed that way. And people fed him. <laughs> and then they just like gave him oranges and like, here's your breakfast. And, um, it's just interesting what, yeah. like, what is, what is this whole being human thing? Uh, what are we, you know, what are we doing here? And, uh, is, is the construct that we're in, you know, is there a right way? Is there a wrong way? And I think I've just gotten so caught up in that versus just like, what do I want to do? And this is my life. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do with it. And I can live it however I want to live it. And yeah. people can comment and, and, and that's fine. But to remember that it's based on their own experience of life. My dad is successful in his work and that worked for him. And I know he wants to overlay that onto my life. Cause he think that's, and maybe there's, there's things in that, that 
he's right about and it, it actually fits. There are certain principles that are universally applicable, uh, like commitment and mastery. And it doesn't matter what it is that we do. It's just as long as we follow these certain principles, um, that sounds really cool to me because it just seems more freeing to just let go of like, I need to do this specifically or that specifically. Like, no, I'm just going to, whatever I do, I'm going to show up and I'm going to apply these principles. And I'm going to make this a fucking great experience. And for however long I do this work for and being willing to just be present with, do I still have, is there still juice in this for me? Or have I, have I, have I squeezed all the juice out of this and it's time to move on? And that, that's all I, <laughs> so I, I squeeze the yeah. juice out of that one. <laughs> um, but I guess after all of this, all of this conversation, I'm no closer. <laughs> <feels like>, uh, <laughs> like I'm no closer to having a full understanding, but how, but it is pretty cool though to have gone. No, I'm, I'm closer in the sense that yes, yeah, certain I'm having certain experiencing certain experiences that I've described earlier that have validated these principles. And, um, it's like, Oh, okay. Just keep doing that. And then look what, look what grows out of that fertile soil of being present, being loving, being attentive, being accepting, relaxing, breathing, having this whole experience just be this moving meditation of just yeah being just being present with it all and enjoying this because I got one life I got one body and it has these senses I can feel I can taste and smell and it's just like enjoy it I just feel like God just it's like dude I just put just fucking enjoy your life just <laughs> Eat the food, enjoy the food, like smell the smells. It's it's wonderful. Just enjoy that. You don't have to do anything. I didn't say thou shalt have a job and any of that stuff. It, it's just enjoy it, man. Have fun and create it however you want to create it. Maybe one day we're all going to be like, no, fuck jobs. We don't need like, yeah. we don't need to have jobs anymore. <laughs> We, we just gonna are going to focus on taking care of the things like, you know, we need to build houses. We need food. We're going to concentrate on those things that are like necessities. Yeah. And the rest is like, yeah, go go play. Do whatever you want. But you don't have to work in a cubicle or uh, whatever. Like, just take care of the essential stuff. Just, yeah. just do that. It just seems overcomplicated. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I totally feel that. So when I become president, that's going to be my, <laughs> that's my campaign slogan is fuck jobs. <laughs> Let's just live in tribes again. Uh, out on the plains. Like the Native Americans once did. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like basically the exact same, like over this course of the time, like I just, all I need to know. All I need to do is know how to grow food and build shelter. <laughs> like, like, why am I doing literally anything else? Why is anyone doing anything else? <laughs> yes, yes, truly. It would be so interesting to go back in time to see, like, the evolution of this process. Like, were the Native Americans, they're just like, dude, I'm fucking bored. And I don't want to just collect berries. Like, don't you have aspirations? Don't you want to be a... 
an index an index fund manager <laughs> uh, or a CEO and and that that it that would be fascinating because at some point someone said let's do more or I'm tired of working so hard let's make I want more time to do the things that I want to do mm-hmm. so we created I guess that's the industrial revolution I don't know much about history so. <laughs> I might be just like totally reaching right now, but <laughs> let's let's produce stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's probably like just from not necessity, but just ease. Yeah, of creating tools and things like that. Tools of like this recorder in front of us. Someone was yes. like, we need a tool to record our conversations. Yeah. <laughs> It's not enough to have them. We need to share them with everyone. That's how I feel. And it's so, and it's so cool because like now we have we got like airplanes. Yeah, it's and like crazy. I'm so happy that someone decided <laughs> to go down that route. I love having airplanes and I love being able to go places. <laughs> it doesn't take six months to, you know, ride a cut co- in a covered wagon right. across the country. And and at the same time. What what are the consequences of all these things, and how is it impacting our our ability to enjoy? Are we happier? Mm-hmm. Were we happier then? I'm like a hundred percent not happier. <laughs> 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 I have more luxuries and more comforts, but I don't think I'm. I mean, just judging from my depression and all the crying. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. who knows how I would have been like, so, like a few hundred like, years ago, but like that's <laughs> that right there. And I know you're saying that in, in jest, but at the same time that like, it kind of like it hits me. Yeah. It's like, what, what's going on? What is happening? Obviously something's not working mm-hmm. when so many people are depressed and yeah. sad and dis and displeased with how life is like, what is the magic sauce that creates a sense of fulfillment and enjoyment? Mm-hmm. And it seems, and it seems like from what my experiences have been, it's like, it's a, it's a day, it, it's a moment to moment creation. No, I don't even, I don't even like that. It doesn't even sound good. <laughs> cut it, cut it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, I just know that when I've been devoid of fear and doubt and worry and future mm-hmm. thinking, I've been at peace. Yeah. And then I like fulfillment isn't a thing or, or like self self worth yeah. has been something I've struggled with and like that isn't a that isn't even in the that isn't even when I'm present. It just seems like it comes back to something as simple as just being present. Yeah. And okay, what's keeping me from being present? all of these, this list of things. Okay. Well then, and that's why I like the work as a coach. It's like, okay, well let's work on resolving these things, uh, at the very core level so that we can be at peace. Yeah. That's the practice. I think there's like a a thing about kind of going back to like being hunters and gatherers and, and things like that. It's like, there's a certain practical element to work, you know, when when we have to kind of gather our resources and build our shelter, like however sim- simple it is, um, or, uh, there's a certain practicality to like the work that I'm doing has these kind of like rewards that I'm getting and that I'm sharing with my community. And we're like so far removed from that because we have so many resources and it's like we live in this like world of like 
crazy abundance, you know, here, especially like here in Los Angeles, it's like you have everything. So yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's kind of like that then work becomes, you know, you still feel like, well, I should be working or I, or I should, I, like, I, I should be contributing something meaningful or I should be, you know, doing kind of some activity, but it just goes into the nothingness in some way because we're not seeing the specific rewards from it. Unless you're, you know, aside from like just getting a paycheck um, or having some kind of interaction, but it's like, what, you know, if you work at a restaurant or something, it's like totally unnecessary. That restaurant is totally unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, most, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, most of these things are unnecessary. Like we don't yeah. need, we don't need marketing agencies. We don't right. need uh, just so many things. Um, and the whole, pr- yeah. So it's I like everything's made up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then it's just like, but then our value is like a tat, you know, our value and our self-worth, especially like, I think, um, maybe just us with having our dads, <laughs> the dads that we had, but also like, I think just in our society and like American culture is very like pro work and yeah. pro like productivity. Yeah. I mean, program, how much of that is just program? Yeah. Cause at some point somebody said that I want more. And especially when money came around, I'm sure they're like, I want more money. Mm-hmm. And then how am I going to make that happen? And there are, you know, this is maybe conspiracy theory type stuff, but someone was like, I'm going to let's program <laughs> the population to like find value in being a worker. And, mm-hmm. and um, that's why what I want you to do next, the next conversation is to talk to a Native American tribe where they had the whole like they they passed down that lineage of like what like who do I talk to what historian do I need to talk to to find out like what happened along the lines where did we where did we finally make that decision to go from let's just work because it's the the practical aspect right. of work yeah the necessity of it yeah to I need to work uh, as a barista. Mm-hmm. or whatever fill in the blank and it's this weird thing too where it's like before it was like you work and you gathered berries and then you, your resources were fulfilled and now it's like you get nothing unless you have like a job at a made-up place uh, and can earn jobs now right it, 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 it's, it's and earn crazy enough money to like quote-unquote like deserve it you know it's like so i don't yeah the whole thing just like there's so many elements to the whole right, like aspect of work that i'm just like none of this makes any sense and like, that's what's so interesting because like we're not, I'm sure we're not the only ones who feel yeah. this way. <laughs> we're the only ones <laughs> in this room right now in Topanga. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if I could just go to the government and be like, hey, can you just, can, if we opt out yeah. of this whole structure, can we just have a piece of land just to like grow yeah. our own food, our own yeah. shelter and, and just live that way? I don't want to be a part of the system. Yeah. But then you still have to, like, use roads, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so much infrastructure, too, that it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty yeah. convenient. <laughs> and there's so many things I love about yeah. our system. And I would yeah. feel bummed out about it if I'm like, mm, no, I'm just going to live on this piece of land. And yeah. Just... <laughs> so where's the happy medium? And maybe that's part. And, and, and it, it's cool to think about, like, yeah. people like you and I who have this 
vision or mm-hmm. this like longing for something that once was, mm-hmm. but maybe synthesizing that with what we're doing now yeah. to create a whole new mm-hmm. way of doing things. Wouldn't that be something? You heard it here first. The world is <laughs> changing and we're leading yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, know that there's so many people that, you know, especially when it comes to the political and economical elements that are have been thinking <laughs> about it and going and living off the grid and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it takes a lot. I'm a suburban. I was raised in the suburbs <laughs> with all my comforts. Me too. Me too. And no connection to food or shelter or like li- literally anything <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how to grow my own food i don't know how to build shit like but i trust that i could learn and uh and yeah it's interesting because there there's definitely more thought that needs to be put into this because i've i, I did i remember talking about, that, about this back in high school i used to argue mm. with my teachers I'd be like can't we just Go back to hunting and gathering. Like <laughs> you're there in your ninja yeah. suit <laughs> in math class. Why do I have to know this? <laughs> I don't need. I don't need this. Yeah. And then at the same time, I'm like, oh wait, but doctors and like healthcare and like, oh yeah, they only live to be like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. definitely some pros and cons yeah. to both yeah. <laughs> times, I guess. Yeah. Both so. Oh uh, yeah, you know, I mean, for those who want to opt out of the traditional fine and those who want to stay with what you know on the the tip of the spear of what's happening with medical technology all the all the things because a lot of people get joy from creating those things it's like great thank god for you right right. yeah because i'm not that person (laughs) and we need you yeah so keep doing what you're doing but i'm gonna do this i'm gonna uh, find a way. Yeah. Yeah. Find in that whole money thing, the whole exchange thing, like how to come up with something that is yeah. reasonable and balanced. Yeah. And that's what I think. I think at least for me, like I taking the just the element of practicality to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of not taking a moral perspective or thinking, well, I should do this because of some kind of judgment reason, but like, is it practical for me to do this? And is it fun? Like, basically, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, obviously, we practically like we we need money, you know, but. But do we do we need like tons <laughs> of it, you know, or do we yeah. need? Um, I don't know, like, that's really the only kind of practical element bes- to work, you know, aside from. Because we have an economy. Creativity or something. I mean, like, yeah, have, there's the necessity of right. work. But if we didn't if we didn't have money then what like what would be you what would be our reality services or you know goods uh, goods and services yeah there there were there were there was bartering back in the day mm-hmm. and but like doc i think about doctors if, mm-hmm. you know if doctors weren't paid the amount of money that they're being paid how many people would actually be doctors mm-hmm. who 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 is becoming a doctor solely because they're like i have a calling i want to be a doctor but then it's kind of the same thing with like servers and things like that like if if servers were getting paid more would more you know who would be you know it's like if everyone could just have their needs taken care of if we didn't have to work to get our basic needs met yeah then what would we all be doing like probably cool stuff like that like that's something that fast i i I wrote that's in my phone somewhere i was just like if i had the world if, if i could create the world the way i wanted like everyone just has their basic needs met yeah like let's get that out of the way 
look, everyone has a starter house. If they, you know, they just have their basic shelter. If yeah. you want a better shelter, then fucking do work. Like, yeah. like do what you got to do in order to create the shelter right. that you want. But you get your basic food, you get your basic, and maybe we already have that. Is that already, I think that's already a thing. Uh, <laughs> Where welfare you, and. I guess so, but there's like tons of homeless people. <laughs> but then it's like how, you know, I mean, that this gets into a whole other can of worms, yeah. <laughs> which we probably can't talk about right now, but. Um, in terms of like, what are people choosing? But it goes back to like, it's like not everyone has the consciousness of like feeling like they deserve what they want or feeling like they can have experience abundance. It's like, Mm. so there's sort of like the practical external elements of like, but then there's like the internal elements of, you know, what do people accept for themselves and what do people push away? I mean, I definitely know like I've, been in situations where I've like pushed away good things you know yeah. and that's my own problem oh, it's man. not that it's not that those things weren't you know necess- I mean I'm not thinking of anything specific right now but like that things are like not available to me it's like how much am I like letting them in too so like mindset comes into all of it you know and I think you know both of us know this because we've both been in this thing of our mindset has been our, our prison you know in many yeah. ways of like to our happiness as it as far as it relates to work yeah um some people and, it, and that's that's been a frustrating part of like there there seem to be so many people who are just it just flows mm-hmm. for them yeah. it's like they come into this world it's yeah. already programmed into their psyche and it and for people like us it seems like it's been more of a struggle yeah or it hasn't or it hasn't been valuable or, or just or that's not the value Right. Yeah. That's another thing is like, is career the the most valuable thing or is, are we more relationship oriented or are we more like, I don't know. Yeah. Personal growth and learning oriented. (laughs) Isn't it such a big topic? (laughs) It it is. And and I think that, I think that right there is the part that if I could have an answer to that, that would maybe help me, my brain uh, of just like, is this is this a mindset thing? Uh, is there a fear? Is there a limiting belief that is mm. stopping me from yeah. abund like abundance? Mm. Um, you know, where did that come from? Where, uh, you know, what is that limiting belief? Do I feel like do I feel like I'm capable of being a millionaire? Or multi-millionaire, and my game, or fuck, just even a hundred, <laughs> even a hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, we can even start there. Just, but that's the thing is like I know I'm cap. Look, I'm capable of getting a, like fine with the real estate. I could have continued to study real estate, and I could have gotten good at it. I just don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> in your ninja suit. Yeah. It was always like, every time you say you don't want to do something, I imagine you in a ninja suit. I want to suit. run around <laughs> and jump off things and do ninja things. <laughs> yeah, it's like if money, so, yeah, sometimes I'm like jealous of people who just money is a huge motivator for them. Yeah. I'm like, fuck cool <laughs> yeah that worked yeah that you know what i mean if you could do anything as long as you'll get money <laughs> for it like what a great life you know <laughs> but to to not be able to sacrifice your own 
happiness or your own kind of like drive for something authentic, you know, then to be able to do that and to like receive abundance, that's like a... To have my cake and eat it too. A tricky... Not tricky because it is inherently hard, but just tricky to accept that that's maybe possible or if it doesn't look, it's hard not to have um, an example, I guess. Well, it'd be nice to have an example of people who have found that balance. Yeah. People who have, who are fulfilled and are making a lot, are making lots of money, who have also created their and I like Tim Ferriss comes to mind he you know he's got the four hour work week and like I don't know I I highly doubt he's doing four hour work weeks (laughs) maybe because he just loves to work I think that's just something that in his constitution he is a doer Mm. uh, a mover and a shaker and and it's been challenging for me not to see that is the most valuable like I see people like that and I'm like oh I'm not that I'm less valuable because they produce and they're doing, 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 doing. Mm-hmm. And I need to be doing that. But is that true? Is my, am I more or less valuable because of what I produce? Right. And how that's often like, I work. And, and like, that's, that's something that's like that, the inherent question. I feel like kind of, and I, and my, my adult brain says, no, that that's not right. true. Cause look at the people who have an impact just ask people, who are the people that have impacted you the most in your life? Like, what is it about them yeah. that has impacted you and has left a, a mark, a permanent mark on your heart? The problem is most of those people are famous. <laughs> you know? But that's, or else how would you know who they are unless they're your personal friends? Right. <laughs> Which I think, I don't know if that's, like, part of it, too. But I mean, I, I'd like to think that... <laughs> I mean, there's, I think there's plenty of examples of people who, <laughs> you were, know, personally. Yeah. And then also yeah. who are famous, who were, you know, didn't have you know, mother Teresa. She wasn't rich. She, I don't think, uh, I didn't know her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was independently wealthy. Uh, but is she less valuable because she wasn't pretty? No, because she's famous. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, why is she famous? <laughs> she wasn't like seeking fame. She just was, but she helped she like became, so yeah. many people. Yeah, because she's she prolific was, in her help yes. of people. Yeah, yeah, and she was she was being of service. My brain's full. Yeah, we did a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we really figured it all out. <laughs> <laughs> Part two next week. Yeah. This was a good conversation, Fuck, it's though. So hot. Yeah. Thanks for talking to me, sharing your the depths of your soul. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. This is a very candid conversation. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation taught me so much. It's nice to know that I'm not alone in struggling to find a career that I love. I thought it was interesting that we have similar experiences of our dads and their work. I'm glad we got to piece apart being versus doing. I'm still not exactly sure how this expanded sense of beingness leads to greater and more fulfilling work and abundance, but I'm curious about it, and perhaps I can find someone to talk to who has a better understanding. I love what Jason says about mastery and being present in any work that one does, whether it's your favorite, most passionate job or not. I also love his question about whether or not someone is more or less valuable depending on how many hours they work and how productive they are. 
This is something that I too have grappled with a bunch and still do. I also love Jason's openness and authenticity and everything he shared about his coaching business and what he's learning from all of that. If you want to find out more about Jason or work with him as a coach, his business is called Into the Fire and I'll put his info in the show notes. For now, I hope you have a wonderful day and we'll be talking more about work next week.